as his radio alarm clock beeped with skull-piercing intensity in the pre-dawn hours. Dev groaned, groped for it, and shoved the switch none too gently into the off position. Quiet descended, and he flopped on his back, wiping a hand down his face. After tossing and turning until almost three in the morning, thanks to his new client, he wasn't ready to get up. The wind whistled around the outside wall of his corner apartment, and he pulled the blankets higher, wishing he had another way to get warm. Rolling his eyes, he blew out an exasperated breath. That kind of thinking was exactly why sleep had eluded him. Since he'd walked Laura to her door last night at 10.30, after their second trip to the homeless shelter, images of her big blue eyes, soft lips, and French braided hair that itched to be released from its plait had dominated his thoughts. Enough already! He shoved the blankets back and swung his legs to the floor. This was adolescent stuff. It was the kind of pining he'd done at 17, when the French exchange student at his high school had kept every guy salivating with her short skirts, exotic accent, and pouty lips. But Laura was nothing like Marie-Renée Moreau, and at 35, he should be past such immature yearnings. Too bad he wasn't. Age and experience, however, had honed his discipline. He might not be able to keep visions of Laura at bay in the dark, empty hours of the night when he should be sleeping, but he knew how to focus on the job during working hours. So the answer to his dilemma was simple. Immerse himself in the task at hand, even if that meant he had to give up sleeping for the duration. As he rose, his blackberry began to ring, and he snatched it from the nightstand, a surge of adrenaline chasing away the last vestiges of sleep. Five-thirty was way too early for social calls. A quick check of caller ID, however, loosened the snarl of tension in his shoulders. Connor, it figured. The man didn't seem to need more than three hours of shut-eye a night. Yeah... Good morning to you, too. His partner sounded disgustingly wide awake, and far too cheerful for the early hour. Do you know what time it is? What, did I disturb your beauty sleep? I'll laugh after the sun rises. What do you need? He scrubbed a hand over his face and slogged toward the kitchen, caffeine high on his priority list. Since I was up already, I touched base with Greyhound. The buses are going to start running at ten. You still want me on day shift for surveillance? Unless you have something better to do, I was going to call them in about five minutes myself. They told me late last night they wouldn't be back in business until mid-morning. He flipped on the switch in the kitchen, squinting against the sudden glare. So I saved you a call. You're welcome. And I'm fine with the day shift. I brought the pictures of Darcy home with me. She should be easy to spot. Let's hope so. He pulled the pot out from the coffee maker and continued toward the sink. By the way, I also talked to Cal this morning. Dev frowned, hand on faucet. You called him on his honeymoon? Give me a break. That's more like a stunt you'd pull. True, not that he intended to admit it.
thanks a lot. He turned on the water. I always forget about the polish and savoir-faire and sensitivity you picked up, working with hoity-toity diplomats and politicians all those years in the Secret Service. Did you get up on the wrong side of the bed or what? I didn't sleep well, okay? Something on your mind, like that hot new client, maybe? Connor. The warning came out in a low growl as he twisted off the stream of water and yanked the pot out from under the faucet. I guess that's my answer. Dev could hear the grin in his partner's voice. In any case, Cal called me. Their connection from San Francisco was delayed by fog, and Moira was asleep on his shoulder. He said she didn't get much rest.